This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Current Community Affairs. Connecting. Uplifting. Representing. Informing. Celebrating. Empowering. Sharing your passions. You are on the line with Dean Beck. Well, last week we heard of the apparent demise of uh, the LGBTI Health Alliance. Uh, Back on Christmas Eve, the Executive Director of the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations told us that things were pretty tough in the national HIV space and uh, the tenders were out pitching organisations against each other. Rob Blake is the Executive Director of AFAO. He joins us on the line. Rob, welcome. Thanks, Dean. Hi. I believe you're leaving the position, mate. I am. I am. So I think um, second week of March will be the end um, for me. And I think as we put out um, some info the last couple of days, uh, Daryl O'Donnell is uh, taking over from me till the end of the year, till um, uh, probably January 2017. That's, uh, I guess, a, a temporary fill-in position uh, whilst the mm. national search takes place. Can you tell us a little bit about Daryl O'Donnell, please? So Daryl uh, currently is uh, policy director at ACON. Um, before that, he headed the New South Wales uh, Mental Health Commission um, from when it was established, actually, um, I think about two, three or four years ago. Um, and before that, uh, he was in. He headed up the New South Wales sort of branch, which is, manages HIV and bloodborne viruses uh, for about thirteen years. Had a long history in this sector. Many people now will have known him and worked with him. He's He's worked in all around the country from Queensland originally, um, was involved in activism in Queensland on HIV, on laws, all of those things in the 80s and 90s. And, um, yeah, long, you know, we're very, very pleased that he's able to done, take this role. And I think the response, you know, many of the people who know him is, you know, is great. As you say, it's like a transition. Um, we'll, you know, we wouldn't expect it just to be a national search. You know, we'll try for international search as well. Just, um, you know, we want to get the next person, the, the best person for the next bit, the next bit for fire, You know. My understanding is that uh, Daryl O'Donnell is very highly regarded and well respected in the sector. Um, but mm. why, why are you choosing to leave at this stage, Rob? Uh, it was always five years for me. I think five years is a good time for these sorts of jobs. We, um, about two years ago, you know, when I was offered a new contract, I took a two-year rather than a three-year contract. And the reason I'm leaving now rather than June is I think, you know, kind of there's quite a lot of decisions to be made. And I think, you know, the person coming in and, you know, who's going to be implementing those decisions should be the one doing that, you know, rather than the person leaving. When we spoke on Christmas Eve, uh, you were... Uh, what's the word? I guess saddened, I, I guess, by some of mm. the uh, situations that had taken place in this tendering process. Has that yeah, been yeah. fully signed off on uh, at, at now? And can you give us an update on that space? Well, we don't know. It's, it, that's all closed. The um, applications all went in, uh, I think, uh, 19th of January. So now the, the assessment takes place. We're hoping that it won't take too long, um, that maybe March or April um, those results will come up. No, there was a range of really, you know, we've communicated to the government that we thought it was a really bad process, you know, because there are a, name, a range of consequences, not, not just for us, but um, 
you know, for some of the other really key organisations, and in particular AVIL, um, the Injectors um, organisation, and NAPWA, where really there wasn't a space for them, you know, kind of to really um, pick up meaningful funding, you know, and um, that's a real problem, and you know, and one of the problems is that the, the way these things have been designed over the last year, really, um, you know, um, the previous Minister Dutton abolished the Advisory Committee, the Ministerial Advisory Committee, uh, and so we've had a year without that. And, um, you know, so at a time when that's the sort of place you would expect to go for advice, they didn't even have one, you know. We are really pleased that um, the new minister has uh, established that and it will have its first meeting, I think, is on the 16th of March. Um, we've nominated our person, our president, for that role. But, you know, this is the stuff that happens. I think um, that's why, you know, kind of advice, discussion on, on you know, what's the best sort of options is, is really important. And um, this tender reflects lack of that. It comes at a very critical time in the HIV response too, I would have mm, thought. Absolutely. Yep, yep. I mean, it, it's not directly because it's for some, particularly for some program program work, but I mean, because I mean, the, the, the work we are looking for in terms of decision making, in terms of, I suppose, red tape, is um, stuff around things like the assessments for new testing, for self-testing, for community-based testing, um, for PrEP. Um, all of those sort of things are things that are in the pipeline, but, you know, that pipeline is longer than it needs to be. And, you know, we've, we've been saying that for a long time. Um, we are, I'm not sure who you've been speaking to recently and who you've had on the show, but, you know, there's been some great announcements out of New South Wales and Victoria. We're pretty hopeful there'll be something coming out of Queensland. Um, but, you know, kind of the, the TGA assessment you know, we think probably is likely to come, you know, March or April. Um, and then the, the, the battle starts about the PBS and getting prep onto the PBS. And then there's the national rollout of that. There's the conversation about home testing that we're not even thinking yep. of yet. I mean, yep. that's yep. all stuff that is ultimately should be led by a national peak body or bodies. Uh, and not only the information towards the community end, but also the feeding back and, and advocacy, you know, up, up at the yeah. parliamentary end as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's, you know, happening as much as we can. I mean, we, you know, it's unclear where, you know, what kind of structure we'll have. I mean, the thing that's in the discussion we've had, you know, with our members and, you know, the people we work with, like Asham and stuff, you know, it is, you know, it's the policy, it's the advice, it's, it's understanding and communicating the implications of what's going on that are, you know, some of the critical stuff, you know, and um, we've got to be able to, um, to continue to do that, as has NAPWA, as have, you know, AVIL, because and we've got a very similar situation going on in terms of hepatitis C, you know. We've just got the, um, the, the new drugs will come online in March, but, um, you know, we've talked a lot, a lot on this program, and, you've, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, these drugs or these pills, you know, if you don't have... Um, you know, good processes of talking about it and understanding what's going on. They sit and they sit on a shelf. You know, they don't get take themselves. And getting people engaged in in treatment, getting in engaged in H, um, hepatitis C treatment and cure, um, it's going to take a lot of work with communities. Rob Lake, I'm sure you're aware of the demise of the national alcohol and drugs sector um, sure. peak, peak bodies. Sure. Can you? Give yeah. me your interpretation of that landscape now and perhaps uh, some warnings as to what we could expect. Well, I mean, it's not, not even just, I mean, it was 
particularly about the loss of the national of the committee and stuff. But that that sector, I mean, we're seeing something similar across a range of the health advice area, and um, you know, some of it's driven by budgets, some of it's driven by some of them you know, needed a bloody year. rocket too. True, true, but um, a lot of them didn't, you know, and um, it's always been a pretty tight space. And um, you know, I just sort of think. Some of these, you know, some of these stuff will come back to bite us. You know, mm. I mean, who has ever said that we've got a great handle on alcohol and drug issues? Yeah, <laughs> and um, who has ever said that you know our approach to mental health is up the top? It's not. You know, mm. and the things that make it better are talking to the people who you know who who live it. Yeah, and look, ultimately, alcohol and drugs fits nicely into all of that, and so you'd wonder. Indeed. I mean, uh, mental health has become quite a shiny thing of late, uh, particularly mm. politically, and uh, is nice to attach other shiny things too. But there's mm. a kind of murky, dirty, grungy area of that, and most of that ends up in the alcohol and drug space as well. Yep. And when you tie the two together, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that are... Then you, you know, appear in the HIV sector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and have hepatitis C and suicide, sure. all of those things coming at totally. time, you know. And um, that's the... That's the work that we've got to, um, we in a, you know, not just us, you know, uh, there's a whole lot of communities where this plays out really hard, you know, Aboriginal communities particularly. And, um, and as you say, it's got shiny and, you know, clinical and um, this is a bit of a challenge for us in a lot of spaces to go, actually, it's nice that there's all these fantastic new treatments for things, but as I've just said, you know, treatments don't take themselves and particularly treatments which are long-term and, you know, we, we see a lot of this in HIV that, you know, mental health treatments are lifelong treatments, you know, and people, you know, kind of all the things that kind of land on people about their ho about homelessness, about unemployment and stuff, you know, it's really hard to keep on track in, in the face of all of that. You cited one example, and that is the advisory committee uh, for the health department in the HIV sector, which has had a 12-month Mc high age. McBeavis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one can only, uh, well, time will tell what the cost of that uh, hiatus will be. Likewise, with uh, the demise of these national peak bodies, there is going to come a time where it, when it is backfilled by government through necessity. But in the interim, there's a lot of lives damaged along the way. Yeah, and, and the, the thing, you know, if you listen to some of the stuff that comes out of sort of globally about UNAIDS and things like that, there's a whole lot of discussion about, you know, this is a critical time, you know, in picking up what we've got to work with, making it work, um, you know, in a range of different contexts and just getting on with it. So It's a time for momentum, momentum and, you know, and unity yeah, momentum. and, and uh, to drive this home because, you know, the, yeah. we've kind of got the theory of how it works. Now we just need to pick up the pieces and run with it. Yeah, there's nothing we, you know, there's nothing we really don't know. There's no magic new piece of research we need. I think, you know, I'm really hopeful that, you know, kind of we, you know, the, the stuff coming out of San Francisco, particularly around PrEP, um, around treatment of prevention, will really sort of flam, you know, in terms of evidence. Um, and be we'll mirrored locally some, and embraced yeah, fully. absolutely, and, you know. Yeah. And when, you know, at some point pretty soon, I think we're going to start to see the impact, you know, the scale of um, PrEP in Australia start to, to be noticeable and that's you know that's when you start to have a pretty compelling argument you know rob blake what are you going to do with yourself oh i don't know it's, it's, it's a big question no, i'm going i'm going uh, back to new zealand for a bit um spend some time with um 
some um, uh, my uh, very young new family uh, and, um, and you know, decide what to do next year. Yes. Rob Lake is the outgoing executive director of the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations. Rob, I'd personally like to thank you for always making yourself available and giving us some guidance in a national space. And coming back when you beat me up, see? (laughs) (laughs) And you've always been very graceful in that too. So I thank you so much (laughs) for your time. Thanks, Dean. Good luck. Rob Lake. Outgoing Executive Director of the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations. It is a changing space and uh, we will continue to keep you abreast of what that looks like in the weeks and months ahead. You are on the line with Dean Beck. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.